Hey, it's finally back, guys. My manga review. I know you guys have been waiting for a long time for this. Then I'm going to do it a little differently. I'm going to start reading reviews from actual sites. Unless they don't have it, then I'll give you my personal interpretation. And then I'm going to pull out what I thought of it. Of, you know, the actual view. Of, well, my actual thoughts of the actual chapter. Anyway, before we begin to my manga review intro... I would like to say today's Japanese word of the day is konnichiwa, which means good afternoon, hello, greetings, whichever one you want to take it as, konnichiwa to all my fans out there, you know, and for those of you guys who remember the previous word of the day, the previous word of the day was nani, which means what, so there you go, you got two words that you know, nani and konnichiwa, so now you know a little bit more Japanese than you thought you did so anyway tune into my podcast of uh, manga review and other stuff and i will be seeing you guys shortly bye hey guys welcome to the return of my manga reviews i know i know you guys were like yo it's been a long time what's going on with promise neverland what's going on with you know my hero academia for those of you who don't really keep up with it and other stuff i also want to you know definitely definitely talk about fairy tale 100 years quest on it but for the first one let's go into you know promise neverland for those of you who are still keeping up and pretty much with everything so you see as you can see in promise neverland chapter 103 what was this chat i think it was titled uh one more step yep one more step so pretty much open up with you know back on base being monitored by pretty much emma and all the people who survived you know the lake that emma was trapped in and everything and time some time went by i think it'd been I really like how they speed up the process. I think it's been a year or two since their last escape and everything from the initial, from Gracefield and from everything. And pretty much everyone that Emma met and everyone pretty much that she saved from that, that little lake that she was trapped in is pretty much still alive and well and for anything. Emma, Ray, and some other members of the crew all go out to search for clues of this place temple and the golden water and pretty much it's it takes some time some time went by and everything like that but eventually they found it and everything so everybody was excited and stuff like that so but when they got to the gate initially they are wearing a disguise pretty much uh, disguised to make themselves look like demons because you know the demons themselves actually wear like hard shell so what Emma and them do is they learn, basically learn the way they walk talk and everything and I don't think talk but really learn the way how they walk and disguise themselves so they won't get pointed out easily which that makes more sense of how they're able to survive for so long and everything like that because there's they eventually learn to adapt in the ways to try to you know disguise themselves but anyway moving on right along with it so they get to emma and the crew that went out to find the gold the temple and the golden water 
went along and they saw the temple saw this strange demon feeding i guess what could be equivalent to birds like pigeons were feeding it whatever they was feeding i i i, I want to say it's bread but if it's human flesh i won't be surprised i promise you so when they got there they kind of examined the place there they saw like uh a demon look like a woman demon like a female demon because from the look of it she had like a veil she actually had like i guess chest and holding a human um it looked like a like a little grave site area they start pretty much investigating all the entire area and everything and that's when emma noticed or emma one of the crew noticed something that they was looking for and it's kind of strange because they have like demons like sitting in the laps and stuff it's this whole chapter is kind of crazy not even gonna lie to you guys from it uh and pretty much it uh, they found this thing of something sitting on the table a chair whatever and they didn't know if it was a human but i think they say it was a demon because looking at the picture if you've seen it you can see his his you know his hand and face well his hand and foot but you don't see any face so it's kind of crazy but then they also saw a ceiling which was day and night which kind of gave them a clue of where they at and then that's when they found the golden water everything after you know they piecing together all the six tower ceiling images together at the temple they went back home because that's where everybody was else was at pretty much was over there studying and finding research on ways on to get out because pretty much in promised neverland if we kept up with the reading it pretty much said they're trying to make a new promise for people like who are human cattle per se to you know escape the land of demons so that's what they pretty much are trying to do for the most part on it so they're working on it doing that and everything for the most part and they finally they finally 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 got you know saved or whatever they finally figure out a way to get out well, i wouldn't say really get out but figure out the clue and how to get there so in the past year you know they've been pretty much working a year so emma and them i think they should be at least 13 now you can kind of see everybody a little bit older in it in the picture which is kind of cool to see them aging which is something that you don't really see often as much in shows like that but you know for the most part for the thing that we can see uh it's pretty cool to see them age a little bit and showing that time is progressing um this is one part that stuck out to me this past year everyone has done their part the reason why it's passed out and well and also they say there's only two months left with this we can make it in time so pretty much emma is trying to make it in time to save the people that she had left back in the orphanage and save everyone and get them out pretty much out of there so they won't become you know food to the demons that they were initially supposed to be food too. Everything seems to be going well for the most part. Everybody was doing well, found the golden water, and then all of a sudden one of the guys ran in and was like, everybody run away now. And then there was a huge explosion because the enemy was attacking. And there's this guy standing out there saying it was a real pain having to weed out the previous shelters. At last, I have found you. Now it's time 
you will be slaughtered. So pretty much this guy is sent here with a couple of other people to slaughter those, the, the living. So of course it's up to Emma and everybody to try to save everyone on it. And that's how pretty much the chapter ends. Now for my prediction for this chapter, I pretty much predict Emma, Ray, the two adults, and everybody else would somehow manage to make their way out. And either the two adults that are still alive will either end up being captured or killed or, you know, sacrificing themselves to make sure everybody else escapes. And then Emma being Emma, she won't forget. And pretty much, yeah, pretty much will, you know, do anything to save them. And or pretty much won't forget their sacrifice and promise that she won't lose anybody else. Even though she did make a promise that she won't lose anybody else, so I highly doubt anybody else is going to die. But those are just my predictions as far as what's going to happen in the story. Now, moving on next to my next manga, chapter, chapter 198 of... My Hair Academia, which is, uh, I believe, is Know Where You Stand When It Counts. Um, this is part of the joint training arc chapters that are in right now. So, pretty much, here goes the synopsis of it. Thanks to, you know, Wiki and everybody who read it. This is pretty much the synopsis. So, Shoto asks the victorious Class 1A team to reflect on the match and what they have learned. Ijiro said that his quirk is difficult to utilize in the situation where a fight is trying to be avoided. Koji said he needs to be able to give better in instruction to Insei. To see the late laments, the two of her teammate ended up being captured despite the team effort. On the flip side, Denkai excitedly congratulated himself. So, his toaster described his frustration and not being able to apply much of his his hero knowledge to the fight. Shoto tells him that he would not need to be present if he could already done everything and said it took him six years to master his capture weapon. Midnight reacts giddily to Hitoshi honestly and Sota, Sota proceed to give Taylor advice and the rest of the team. In contrast of Shoto's calm demeanor, Shinkiro scold his class for not deciding on a team leader. Jorota apologized to Ibarra for allowing Class 1A to complete their planning while Nieto, or Nito, I think I'm gonna call it Nieto, Nieto approached Hitoshi to discuss the plan of their march. So pretty much a lot going on. They just had a fight because there's a joint training between Class 1A and Class 1B going on and everybody's break down into teams. And of course, you know, people in Class B wants to challenge class a because b think they're better than a and which i have to admit some of their quirks are really good in class in class b which i can definitely understand why they think they're better than class you know class a so therefore it makes them all the more reasonable reasonable for them to wanting to go up against class 1a but anyway moving on right along so, continuing, the other members of Class 1A breaks into their respective teams to start a battle plan, their enthusiasm proving too much for Midnight to bear. All Might thinks to himself about the exercise which he claims to be for the purpose of allowing the students to see and understand their standing among their peers. 
the four teachers convened to discuss Hitoshi and his applications to the Hero Course. All Might commends his performance, and Shoto said, or Shota said that, uh, say this exercise is important for Hitoshi consideration. So pretty much Hitoshi was, I think he was like a regular general ed, and then he decided he wanted to use his quirk to become a hero. So pretty much this is his kind of like test how everybody else had to go through their test. So this is his test to see how he stacks up against everybody else, which in the previous chapter, he's kind of holding his own, which was pretty good. It was kind of cool to see. I can't wait for them to turn into an adaptation, adaptation of it. Um, preparation for the next match began. Class 1A team consisting of Yuga, Yuga, Tori, Fumi Cage, and Momo takes on Class B team it's Isuka, Shinhai, Manga, and Kimiko. Sorry for the names butchering y'all. Y'all know I'm bad with names. As this team, as these two teams walk to the battle area together participating, and Momo replies by saying that she didn't, that she didn't because she because Shoto did not mention it to her as she had to participate for a class 1A concert. So, oh, y'all, I completely skipped. So, Isuka and Momo discussed the fashion show during the UA Culture Fest. Isuka asked Momo why she did not participate and Momo replied that she didn't know pretty much because she was focusing on the class A 1A concert. Isuka told Momo that ever since their appearance in Yuobami commercial they have been seen for others as a pair and thus she is happily happy to finally be able to fight against Momo. Tokiyami and Shinhai discuss their similarity of their quirks as the two express their mutual understanding of the darkness the match began. Which this is a fight that I would like to see two of them both having to deal with shadows one kind of absorbs into the shadow one has a shadow quirk where he can control and pretty much which is a pretty good fight that i want to see right off the bat anyway so hanata and tetsuya tetsuyu or whatever you want to call it uh what is the position in her classes and tetsuya decided to explain that Esuka stature as the big sis of class 1b meanwhile soto and Mezuzaro evaluate how Class 1A is coming up with their plan. Asuka suggests to evaluate Class 1A move before coming up with a plan. Suddenly, Dark Shadow appear in front of the Class 1B. Shinhai immediately plans to plans to take on Dark Shadow. Nothing the similarity of their quirks using well, showing the similarity of their quirk using his quirk. Shinhai hijacked Dark Shadow and used him to launch a counterattack directly at Fuma Cage. Momo quickly tries to trash Shinhai with some nets, but not before he disappeared into the shell underneath the pipes. Fuma Cage recovered from the counterattack and ready a new technique of his called Black Falling Angel, which we get to see next week on the chapter. Pretty much this chapter, I really like this whole saga going on against Class 1A and Class 1B. It's interesting to me to see them, you know, going up against each other and everything. Um, we get to see all the character growth and development from both classes because I feel like both classes will have a vital point when this series decides to end or how it ever will end about who is what and what happened to each other. So it's good to see 
see that going on and everything like that. Overall, the chapter is something that I enjoy. It's really, you know, I always enjoy My Hero Academia and their content that they produce every week. It's always fun and always leave you with wanting more because you'll be like, oh, that's it, you know. And, but yeah, pretty much, that's pretty much it. So, last but not least, I just want to talk to you guys about Fairy Tale: The Hundred Year Quest. I'm pretty sure you guys hear me say this. If you guys are not reading it, you guys should read it. If you like Fairy Tale, read it. Now, for those of you who isn't a fan of Fairy Tale, I can understand, okay? You don't have to keep up with it, but for those of you who don't, you should get it. I think by far, this is one of my favorite sagas so far. It's enjoyable. I really want to see who are these five dragons that are supposed to be equal to or stronger than Agnologia. Automatically, because if you remember, Agnologia is a bad, bad, bad dude. And pretty much in this one, this is all about, you know, Agnologia. And, well, pretty much these five dragons that can probably take on Agnologia and probably even win. All I know for a fact is if they team up, Agnologia would not win. And... Anyway, I want to see how strong Natsu would get, and hopefully it'll fill in some like plot holes that they have and everything. But for the most part, the series is only on eight chapters. I think they update weekly. I'm not a hundred percent sure, so don't quote me on that. But if it does, definitely go ahead and check it out. If it don't, then you know it just don't. I don't know what else to say about it. But anyway, for the most part, though, definitely just keep it up. Just check it out. Give it a try. Tell me what you think. But until then, guys, you know, I'll talk to you later. Bye.